lead 4-3. They will try and add to that lead against Blake Trinan. One down for Cronenworth. One and one to Jake. Here's the pitch, and that's a towering drive deep down the right field line. This one's way back. It's going to go. A long home run to right field for Jake Cronenworth. And the Padres add on. It is 5-3, San Diego in the eighth. Jake Cronenworth, the insurance run. For your San Diego Padres, the Atlanta Braves get the W earlier in the day against the Philadelphia Phillies in a game that was delayed due to weather. This is interesting to see. Daily sports podcast and YouTube show about sports and stuff. Basically, I go on the internet so you don't have to. and You can sound like you care about sports and you can know what's going on and get the gossip and the weird shit without having to do it and because you know you live your life you have kids maybe you do maybe you don't i don't know have some this is a big show i'm i'm excited i found some stuff for you that are it's cool ah one really cool story that i'm really i just like it It just makes me feel good um yeah playoffs yesterday playoffs today let's start with mlb baseball your san diego padres i'm rooting for the padres i like the padres they're trying really hard Usually in baseball, you kind of root for the team that's like not spending an, a ton of money because you're like, oh, that's neat. You know, Burrito uh, and all the other teams have spent a ton of money on on players in the last couple of years. Yanks, Phils, uh, the Dodgers. Nobody else spends the Dodgers. The Strohs, the Guardians have spent money. The Padres have spent money. The cheap team is probably the Mariners. Alas, uh, the Philadelphia Phillies apparently ended their schedule on like a 10-day road trip and then they went to St. Louis and then they went to Atlanta. They haven't been in the state of Pennsylvania, I guess. For like 15 days or something. But they're all rich enough to just like buy clothes wherever they go. I mean, that would suck. I've never been anywhere for 15 days. Like college. I went to college for 15 days. That's wild. Wild. Games today start at 3.30 p.m. All of the scuttlebutt uh, on the internet about the playoffs has been, hey, idiots. You know why no one's watching baseball? It's because it's at 1 p.m. on a Tuesday. Fair criticism. First game today is Mariners-Astros followed by Guardians and Yanks. The National League has a day off, so it's just those two games today. Um, Day games are fun. Next day game is on Saturday, which is actually stupider than having it during work. (laughs) Because on Saturday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the Phils host the Braves, which would be an electric atmosphere for Philly back in the playoffs. Oh, it's the biggest weekend in college football in years. Ever? Ever, maybe? Ever? For October, maybe ever. Yeah, I'm going to go with ever in, in, in October. For the first time in the history of college football, there are three what I w- would be considered major college football programs with, with three games that feature two undefeated teams, all of which could win the national championship and kind of technically it wouldn't be that weird. I mean... That's not how it's going to go down, but <laughs> technically it wouldn't be that weird. These are major powerhouse programs that are undefeated playing against each other and baseball starting at 2 p.m. Well, sucks suck. I don't know what to say. Okay, uh, hockey has kicked off uh, or the puck has dropped, whatever stupid metaphor you want to use. Um, game always, there's always a game in Europe that starts at Nashville was in that game and like there was just no hoopla. Last night, the Colorado Avalanche had their little shindig to celebrate being the greatest team. And they deserve it. Good for them. Um, yeah, we have a highlight, actually. I'll give you a little highlight so you remember what the sounds of hockey are. Remember, we want to ease back into this. Here it is. Yep, remember hockey? 
Josh Anderson scores a, I believe, a five-on-five goal for the Montreal Canadiens to beat the Toronto Maple Leafs. So hockey is back. Um, I wouldn't be doing any of you justice if I didn't bring up the gambling part of this. Okay, to make the playoffs, let's go. The favorites to make the playoffs, the the Maple Leafs are minus 1,000. That's scary. Don't bet that. So the teams that Vegas thinks are going to make the playoffs in the Eastern Conference are Maple Leafs, Panthers, Lightning, Hurricanes, Penguins, Rangers, Bruins. The biggest underdogs to make the playoffs are the Canadians. And the, the Flyers are plus 810. Fucking bet on that. Holy shit. What? People aren't betting on the Flyers because they signed that guy that's like a really crazy right-wing Trumpster that's like, and Philly and New York hate him. And in North Carolina, they didn't really care, but they hate him. And then they hired John Tortorella. They're going to make the playoffs, guys. 8-10, bet on that. In the Western Conference, here's the teams that are going to make the playoffs. The Colorado Avalanche are minus 3,000. That makes sense because they're insanely good. Followed by the Flames, Oilers, Wildcard, Knights, Wildcard, Minnesota Wild. <laughs> Baseball's in my head. Vegas Golden Knights, National Predators, St. Louis Blues, Los Angeles Kings. Biggest underdog to make the playoffs are the Arizona Coyotes at plus 2,300. They are tanking. There is a, a, apparently the next coming of Connor McDavid and Wayne Gretzky and Sidney Crosby is in this draft. I don't know. I don't care. We're not going to talk about that right now. Okay, that's hockey. We just talked hockey. Wait, should we do who's going to win the Stanley Cup? Do you guys want to figure out who's going to win the Stanley Cup? Uh, who's the favorite? It's got to be the Avs. Avs, Hurricanes, Leafs, Panthers, Lightning. I fucking love this. Colorado, North Carolina, Canada, Florida, Florida. That is chef's kiss. It's because those hockey players figured out that in Canada they have to pay taxes, and then in New York and Boston they have to pay taxes. In Florida they don't. <laughs> they figured it out. Good for them, yo. Uh, coolest story of the day, no question, not even close. Randy Johnson has been discovered... Sort of discovered. People know who Randy Johnson is. Randy Johnson has been noticed on the sidelines of professional and college football games. Uh, He has a passion other than baseball. That passion is photography. So here he is with the NFL patch. He's got a photography company and everything, which I love this so much. I love it. Good for him for finding his renaissance. Um, uh, Professional athletes often are incredibly mentally unwell in their their post-professional athlete career which makes a ton of sense because their entire lives have been dedicated to this one thing. It just ends. They have very similar experiences to people who are in elite positions of the military. So Randy Johnson's finding out you know, who he is and what he wants to do. The hilarious part of this is that he's got a logo uh, for his photography company. I'm trying to pull it up here. There it is. You can see it on your screen. It's a dead bird. The reason that's funny, for those of you that don't remember, is Randy Johnson very famously in... in in a baseball game, threw a pitch. He's, they, they called him the unit. He's like 6'10". He's honestly probably, I mean, he might be the greatest pitcher of all time. I don't, that's kind of a hot take, but maybe it isn't. Just a filthy pitcher. When he was pitching for Seattle, he pitched and a bird flew at the wrong time. And he killed it. It just exploded. And so now that's his logo. He's taking some cool photos, including this one. Look at these, uh, these I think those were water buffalo, water bison. Um, really cool. Good for him. That's such a cool thing. I'm really excited for him. I know that those the professional athletes, I mean, it's like a really niche group of people where they don't know what to do with their, their lives after sports. And uh, that just, it's kind of, it's one of those things that kind of makes you happy. You know what I mean? I, I really love that. All right, big, we got to get to college football right now because um, I don't know how much time we're going to have to get into it tomorrow. And it is an enormous weekend. Like I said, there are two games tonight. Baylor, West Virginia, Temple, UCF. Matt Rule, 
who is worth $40 million, still to the Panthers. Remember, he just got fired from Carolina. We talked about that, I think. Um, maybe we didn't. Whoops. <laughs> Matt Rule, the head coach of the Panthers, he was the head coach of Temple and made them better than they've ever been, ranked in college game day and all that. Went to Baylor, rebuilt Baylor. And then he went to the Panthers, where he was an incredibly highly sought-after coach. Allegedly, he signed a, an historic head coaching contract for seven years. No coach had ever really done that. Um, and he was highly coveted. He had coached in, in college and coached in the pros from the Philly area, I think. Well, he got, he got his ass kicked in Carolina. He was also in a weird spot. It just didn't work out, and that happens. And you have, you have, Carolina has an ownership situation that's weird. Anyway, what I'm saying, what I'm doing to tell you all this is that I think he should go back to Temple. People are trying to put him in Oklahoma if they fire Brett Venables, which we'll get to in a second. Maybe they're trying to put him in Nebraska. I don't know, dude. Just go back to Temple and tell the, the Philadelphians, hey, that was really fun. Do you want to do that again? Let's just all let's just try to go eight and four every year. We'll see what happens. I love that. Okay, college football. We mentioned a bunch of undefeated teams playing each other. Here we go. So the first one, we start our day with uh, an electrifying, electrifying Big Ten game, and it is old school Big Ten football. Penn State is at Michigan. It's a maze out, which Michigan just tries to be like a college football school, and they're just so annoying. Stop caring about basketball, and we'll count. You can come to our parties. Just. Okay, Penn State's at Michigan. Penn State's uh, ranked number 10. Michigan's number 5. It's all the same. They're undefeated. They're in the Big Ten. They could go to the playoff. I absolutely think that Penn State could win the Big Ten. I absolutely think Michigan has no chance of beating Ohio State. A lot of those guys are gone from last year. And it was like a weather miracle last year. Uh, Other big games. I'm looking for the other undefeated. So the the big game is the third Saturday in October, which is a rivalry that no one cares about in the internet age of college football because Tennessee has sucked since 1999, 2003, actually. And then Alabama, which sucked for a while, too. They got Nick Saban, and they were good. And Tennessee has occasionally been competitive. Well, every third Saturday in October, Alabama and Tennessee play. If you don't know how the SEC works, you got two divisions. You play your division, and you play two teams from the other division. One team is rotational, and the other team is a rival. Some of them are not really rivalries. Some of them are hardcore rivalries, like LSU and Florida. The biggest one is Alabama and Tennessee. Tennessee, since, I mean, if you talk to locals, they'll tell you since the Titans came, that's when shit went downhill for the, the Vols. Big game. And uh, Alabama, they went from number one to number two, number three. Like, they're dropping because they're closely losing. They're closely winning these games. Heisman Trophy winner Bryce Young is hurt. It's a huge, huge deal. Uh, tickets allegedly getting as high as thousands of dollars to the record. I th- the record on the day of the game is held by Georgia and Notre Dame, I believe, and it was $1,100 for any stadium entrance the day of the game. This is going to smash that, I think. I think we can see $2,000. Right now, I think it's up to like $700. I don't know. Pay attention to that. That's a big one. I absolutely think Tennessee is going to beat Alabama. I didn't, but now I do, even if Bryce Young plays. Texas, I think, destroys Alabama. If the best quarterback and best football player in the country, uh, retro freshman Quinn Ewers, doesn't get hurt in that game. Just an enormous, enormous game. So big game in Penn State to start the day, right? And then, following that, huge game, third Saturday in October. you got to pay attention to this because it's very très important, okay? And then, where's the other undefeated team? Someone lie to me? There are just so many big games this weekend. Oh, there it is. Oklahoma State's playing TCU at the same time. 
as Alabama and Tennessee, to say nothing of Mississippi State playing Kentucky. Kentucky's kind of on their, their last gasp of relevancy. They've already lost twice. But Mississippi State is undefeated. And then you have USC and Utah, which everybody's saying is a big test for USC, who looks to be back. But everyone's like, yeah, uh, Utah's a grown man team. You have to play grown man. This is this Big 12 shit. They would kill you. So that's, I mean, there are huge games with massive implications. If USC goes on the road and loses to Utah, I don't think it's mathematically... It's going to get weird for them to even win the Pac-12. And then you've got undefeated Oklahoma State and undefeated TCU. To say nothing of the fact that Auburn and Ole Miss are playing in the morning, and like either that's going to be a disaster for Ole Miss or that's going to be a disaster for Auburn. And speaking of disasters, Oklahoma is hosting Kansas, and let's talk about rock bottom. Here's Brett Venables on some sort of show talking about uh, how to build a successful program. I have a thought. My way to build a successful program is uh, don't leave when you have it the golden goose bro you know for me challenge everybody hey look if there's anybody that now would like to tap out you know when this is really hard like you most should. people quit in that marathon about the 20th mile they're like man i thought i could do it everybody talks a big game until you're in the middle of it now what are you gonna do you know you're gonna keep showing back up with the same attitude the same mindset you know the same work ethic same commitment you know because it does take what it takes there's no shortcut there's only one way to get out of you know the mud pit that we're in right now and so i i told everybody, uh that's really sad. Uh, he seems a little bit more upbeat than I would be. Uh, I don't know. Third Saturday in October, there is the SEC can decide uniforms. Most conferences can do that. They are going to do the 90s throwback thing. Tennessee and Alabama have been approved by the SEC. This is alleged. Nobody with a blue check mark has done this, but this person, Richard G. West, is kind of legit. Allegedly, Tennessee and Alabama have received approval to go all orange versus all crimson. Get the fuck out of here. Are you serious? Millennial nostalgia is taking over, which kind of makes me sad. A psychiatrist should probably weigh in on that trend. Here's Lane Kiffin. He posted this. You have to look at this. Go to Spotify. I don't know where we're at in the podcast, like 14 minutes in. Look at the tweet Lane Kiffin posted of himself. He is amazingly good at Twitter. This is such a cliche, this is such a cliche funny like, this is, he's so hilarious. He gets millennials in a way I never thought that he would. And look at how awfully baggy and gross those pants are. This, is, this would be a dope, this would be a dope album cover, man. Oh, wow. Shouts to Lane Kiffin. Enormous weekend in college football. Enormous. We'll do gambling stuff for college football tomorrow. Let's move to Thursday night football. <sighs> this game is bullshit. Uh, it's the Washington Commanders at the Chicago Bears. This game is bullshit. It will be over quick, though, I think. Ron Rivera is on the hot seat. The Chicago Bears are tanking. Justin Fields came alive last week. They almost beat Minnesota. Um, they have two wins, which is weird. Uh, someone's going to win this game. Maybe, probably. The Bears are one-point home underdogs, which means that Vegas thinks at a neutral site they'd be one- or two-point favorites. I think the commanders are going to destroy them. That's my take. The over-under is 37.5 points. Uh, narratives to watch in this game are Ron Rivera threw Carson Wentz under the bus, and then he explained that it's not. So this is what happened. Ron Rivera was like, what's the difference between all the teams, coach? And Ron Rivera said, quarterback. Well, your quarterback is statistically and in advanced metrics like a top seven quarterback. And he's like, oh, it's continuity. What I meant was it's continuity. We've been changing quarterbacks all the time. And then I heard on... Barstool Sports Podcast, a great way to pick a quarterback if you're going to draft one, which would be something called the bachelor party test, which is if you take a guy on a bachelor party, you can tell pretty quick, like, oh, no, not that guy, which is a thing with Carson Wentz, and because he doesn't take coaching, and he 
sucks. Not at football, but he just sucks. And I think his teammates fucking hate him. And remember, these are pro athletes. You can deal with the guy that sucks in college. I'm sure that everyone, Tebow, probably everybody hated him. I'm sure. But it's college, whatever. When you have like family, and this is about money, I think that part of the reason that the Eagles won the Super Bowl back in the day is because Carson got hurt and they're like, God, I can just, I could just have a good day at work now. <laughs> so this is, but Justin Fields, a lot of pressure on him. The Bears are at home. I don't know what the weather's going to be like. Uh, Check the weather for your over-unders. You know what? That's a good idea for this show. Weather, Chicago. Over-unders, 37.5, which is incredibly low. However, however, primetime unders are definitely a thing. Hourly forecast. Game kicks off at night. It is a 0% chance of rain around kickoff. But the field will be soggy from rain throughout the day, allegedly mostly in the morning. So we'll see. I think it'll be fine. I think it'll be fine. I'm watching Thursday Night Football. I'm incredibly excited because the game's going to suck. It'll be quick. And I, I don't know. These, I'm just trying to be. It's Thursday Night Football. I'm never taking this shit for granted again. I took it for granted last year. Never taking Thursday Night Football for granted ever again. Monday Night Football depends on the game. I'm trying to live my life here, folks. <laughs> oh, what can I say? All right. Back and better than ever. Tomorrow, big weekend of college football. We'll get into some more stuff. And, of course, we'll preview the NFL weekend. All right, see you then.